You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Necessary Roughness, brought to you by Southfield Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. With 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the National Championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. Well, we're back. Uh, Unnecessary Roughness, T.J. Lang is joining us this week and will throughout the rest of the season. Pretty much our vacations are done, right? I mean, we it's football season. Oh, yeah. We're in the... Uh... We're in the dark tunnel for the next five months, and there is no light coming anytime soon. The only light can possibly be if the Lions live up to the expectations that we have for them, that we've heard from so many different people in the NFL community, uh, or at least the media, locally and nationwide, that this is going to be a division winner. It's going to be a team that makes the playoffs, a team that should win a playoff game. All right, that's the light that we have at the end of the tunnel. That's a long ways away. It's not even a glimmer right now. No, and this is an exciting time, though, right? I mean, I, getting through the preseason and the training camp, it's it's all, you know, you, you get stuck in these storylines of kind of the sweetheart camp guys, the underdog stories, you know, who's looking good, who's a tryout guy, who's a free agent that uh, guys are getting exciting about. But uh, now, it's, now it's real. Now we don't have to... Uh, and no offense, watch guys play football that aren't going to be playing football anymore, right? We're watching the starters. We're watching the ones. We're watching meaningful games. And to be just, uh, oh, my goodness, nine days away I know. Uh, from seeing that on Thursday night in Kansas City, uh, this is it's, – it's like going back to school. It's like the first day of school. You're excited to see everybody again. Everybody's happy. Everybody's all dressed up. Everybody's uh, feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, that's that's how you feel as a player, too, and that's certainly how I feel as a fan, man. You it's, always it's, have a special outfit for first day of school. Well, uh, you went to I was at Catholic school, school yeah, yeah, so it was pretty much – I had three outfits I just kind of rotated through throughout <laughs> the week. <laughs> um, but it's it's just uh, – this is, this is the most uh, excited that I've been – uh, since the season ended last year about sure. this team. And there's, like you said, so much optimism. 
we know that on paper, this is a team that is supposed to compete. They're supposed to, uh, you know, be the kind of lead dogs, at least in this division right now. But uh, I think we all know that that doesn't mean shit. You got to go out there and you got to prove it and you got to play good, good ball. And it's going to be interesting to see, though, John, um, you know, the, the Lions were one of the few teams that didn't play really anybody. Uh, throughout right. the preseason, I Jack mean, we Campbell was the only one that we thought might have, you know, starter potential. Right. Yeah. But I mean, even you're looking around the league and Mahomes is playing a couple games. Aaron Rodgers, I know, you know, a couple series here uh, last weekend, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I always I was one of the guys that I never felt like I needed preseason. Uh, but I was glad when I got it because, you you know, just like I do, is yeah. e- even in the joint practices, there's no way to simulate the pressure that you feel on Sunday, right? If you're joint practice against the Giants and you're simulating a two-minute drive or uh, maybe a third down, you know, in 10, like, you know, in the red zone, whatever it is, you, you can't simulate that pressure that you're going to feel on Sunday. I always liked a couple series in the preseason because that, for me, was my gauge point of, okay, yep, I'm ready to go, or, okay, yep, I need a little bit more uh, conditioning work, right? I, I'm close. I'm not there yet, but that at least gave me a gauge in game time um, at, atmosphere to where, you know, I was able to properly uh, decide, yep, I'm ready to go, or, okay, maybe I need a couple more plays. Let me get my feet under me a little bit. Let me work on my pad level before you hit week one. Every time you hit week one, because I didn't want to do that week one. I didn't want to go out there the first drive of week one and, Feel you know, am I, am I ready? You know, uh, okay, you're feeling out a little bit. You're still nervous. You'd rather get that done with the preseason. We'll, we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, next week if that, if that affects the starters at all with – uh, maybe a slow start. I don't know. You know, I don't think there's any uh, proven or, or right formula uh, on how to do preseason with your starters and with your veteran players. But uh, that'll be in- something interesting that uh, I'll, I'll be watching, uh, you know, when they kick off Thursday in Kansas City. Well, there's a lot of examples both ways in regards to, hey, a couple years ago, Sean McVay didn't play any of the starters. They go on to win the Super Bowl. And Andy Reid, who is one of the most respected coaches, you know, in the NFL – has didn't you know he played probably the most important player in the NFL Patrick Mahomes so you look at what different teams are risking and also what they're gaining and yes it is and you know this um and this is kind of what I was talking about the first 3 weeks here is it's not just it's not just the pad level it's the conditioning the things that you learn only at game speed and game situations but it's also when you go when you wake up in the morning, last Friday morning, now you can't replicate Arrowhead, you know, going down to Carolina, it's not the same. But when you wake up in the morning, there's a different mindset and a different preparation, even for a preseason game, that you know that you're going to have to play a couple of series than if you know you're sitting out the entire game. Yeah. So it's, hey, how do you prepare for, you know, the entire day of getting ready for And the, the one similarity is instead of starting at 1 o'clock on Saturday, you're playing a night game in Kansas City, in Arrowhead to start the season. You're all of your preseason games, other than the, the one of them, which seemed weird to start a preseason game at one, but they're night games. So you have to go through the process all day long of the mindset that you have of getting ready, going to the stadium, and playing actual snaps. It's a different yeah. mindset, different preparation. You get to the stadium, it's the process of getting taped, it's getting warmed up, it's doing everything that you do to get ready for a regular game it's the dress rehearsal. Now that yeah. dress rehearsal is going to be in Kansas City. I don't like that. Yeah, and you train your your mindset, right? You train uh, doing things 
the right way during the season, or I'm sorry, during the week, right? Whether that's, uh, you know, nutrition, whether that is uh, hydration, right? Getting on a, a routine and a schedule is is different when you know you're going out there and playing as opposed to when you know, yeah, I just got to knock out a couple practices this week. Uh, I thought Carolina, honestly, would have been a perfect time to get the starters just at least one series. Um, and for two reasons, because the the first is that it was an eight o'clock game, right? That's going to be uh, eight twenty, I guess, in Kansas City. Uh, but the weather, I mean, it was a hundred degrees down there. It was hot. We all know that. Hey, up here in Michigan, I mean, when you're practicing and it's eighty degrees, uh, you're drenched. You're dripping, right? You go down south and and you catch those hot days, man. It hits you different. And just looking at the uh, future forecast here in Kansas City, I mean, that Thursday night game. I know it's still ten days away, whatever it is, but you know, it's supposed to be high nineties down there. Uh, I always hated going to play somewhere where I was not conditioned to the heat. I was not used to playing uh, in the in the heat, right? I, I thought it would have been a good opportunity to get those guys just one series of, hey, it's hot as hell out here. Your body's going to react different. You got to train yourself uh, to hydrate different. You got to make sure you're doing things to avoid the cramps, right, and, and get your conditioning up. Um, I just thought it would have been a good opportunity just being so close yeah. to that week one game to say, okay, when you go to Kansas City, you're not going to be uh, you're not going to be shocked by the heat. You're not going to be shocked by the humidity because you had just gone through that uh, two weeks before. So I thought that would have been a good opportunity. Look, and, and like you said, I mean, there's examples of teams not playing guys and going on to have great success. There's examples of teams playing guys and stinking it up or heaven forbid, you know, playing guys in the preseason and bam, somebody goes down with an injury, right? I mean, we did that in Green Bay. We lost Jordy Nelson in 2015 in the preseason game. And you're just sick to your stomach because you're like, man, you're trying to do the right things. You're trying to get everybody on the same page and the chemistry and the conditioning up. But that's those are part of the negatives. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. But, you know, I'll tell you right now, just looking at that weather, man, it's going to be hot in KC. And for some of those guys that did play a lot of reps in Carolina, I think they're going to be um, more well-equipped to, to be able to handle that, at least right off the bat. So I, I, we're going to get to a little bit of the Kansas City game uh, a little bit later in this episode because uh, there's a couple of key points that I want to make and a, and a couple of key questions that I want to ask TJ. But This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What we know so far, because we're recording this Tuesday morning, we know final cuts are not made until 4 o'clock. So we're going to stay away from, you know, the Julio, Julian Okora conversation. Should he be traded? Is he going to be cut? Are they going to get something in return for him? Is he going to make the team? 
Um, and but here's what we do know is Adrian Martinez is not going to be QB number three. Um, he was released. Dylan Drummond, your guy from Eastern Michigan, a guy that I was very hopeful for just to see get a chance to, to make this team. He'll probably be brought back on the practice squad, wouldn't you think? I would think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, with how impressive he was, I think he's prime candidate to be back on the practice squad. As we sit right now, there are only eight offensive linemen on the active roster, which is not that far out of the realm of, of you know possibility. I, I think they would probably like to get to nine, uh, but the big cuts uh, were probably uh, a, a Wosika, who last year started two games. Uh, we didn't even know where he came from. Now we don't know where he's going to disappear to, but it's not going to be on the Lions roster. Uh, Jermaine Effetti, uh, who was in competition for that backup tackle spot, former first-round pick, is no longer on the roster. Obina Ize, uh, you know, so they are down to eight guys. Um, and then it, it, really nothing else notable in regards to Chase Lucas was um, released on Monday. Scott Nelson, Colby Richardson, other defensive backs. Not a lot of headliners um, regarding you know who was released. Now we don't know who's going to be back, brought back on practice squad. More cuts will happen today, as we mentioned. We're not really going to speculate too much because by the time this comes out, we may have more information. Um, and again, Julian Okora, a lot of question marks about will he make the team? Should he be traded? Uh, and what the, could they possibly get for him if they do let him go? But as this roster stands right now, and TJ, we talked about you know the preseason games. What's your feeling coming out of it? Because it's really hard to tell, not having seen starters. We, you and I, had a chance to watch them in some of the combined practices with yeah. the Giants in Jacksonville. Other than that, nobody really knows what to expect from this team. Other than carryover from last year, but the team is a little bit different. You're hoping there's some growth offensively and defensively. Again, you don't really know what to expect when this team takes the field because we haven't seen Hutch. We haven't seen uh, a lot of the guys that we expect to step up and, and be big playmakers. Yeah, I think, you know, throughout the first two preseason games, I was trying not to to overreact, um, but it looked like they had a bad, really bad depth issue um, in a couple spots. I mean, the offensive line the first two games, uh, just it, it just was not good. Um, it was, you know, Sudfeld was getting drilled. You know, the first play of the Giants game, you run a play action, an eight-man protection, and he gets drilled in the back and throws an interception, right? I mean, he was getting rocked. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, same thing. I mean, his first couple snaps, I think he was hit on four of the five first snaps against Jacksonville. Um, just it, it was just ugly, you know, and I was concerned that it, we all feel good about the six guys that they have, uh, you know, the five starters and Glasgow and Vitae. I think we feel good about them, but it was like, man, I don't know which one of these guys <laughs> you can keep, uh, you know, that you can trust to go out there. If, if Panesu will, you know, loses a shoe or equipment issue for a series. I mean, disappointed. you got guys out there getting beat left and right, and it was like, oh, my goodness, not good. I thought that they rebounded uh, against Carolina. I thought it was a much better performance. Made me feel a little bit better. But um, there were some other positions. Obviously, you know, they were, they were a team that they, they kind of – instigated that rule of the three quarterback system, you know, coming back. And I just, man, I, I don't want to try to be too negative, but Nate Sudfeld just, yeah, that experiment, I, I think we know it's over for this year because the, as of the reports we've heard the are not good. Yeah. Um, but even if he wasn't injured, I think 
you know, I've seen enough of that experiment to know yeah. that, okay, you know, it just didn't work out. Right. Um, but I feel better though. Uh, and I think it, it's kind of surprising, John, that this has taken so long to get down to this final roster. I know the coaches look, they'd like to have a couple extra practices with more guys and more bodies out there. You can do more things. You, you don't have to work the veterans uh, too much, but these cuts are usually, you know, you started here on Saturday, Sunday, a lot of them coming out Monday, a lot of them coming out. I think that it's taken so long because some of these decisions are just extremely hard. Yeah. I mean, you look at the defensive backfield alone, and there were guys every week stepping up. I mean, Stephen Gilmore's a guy that, hey, look, if you take a risk and cut him and try to get on practice squad, I don't think he's getting back to practice squad. He's a guy that looked uh, really phenomenal throughout the preseason, right? Khalil Dorsey, a guy who's not really in that rookie category. He's kind of been a journeyman, but, you know, he looked really good. Um, Chase Lucas was a guy that looked really good. Uh, we know he got just released last night. I think it's taking so long because this is the most depth that we've seen on this team. And this is the most competition that we've seen on this team, at least in the last three years under Dan Campbell. Um, the first year, I mean, I don't think you could find 53 NFL players out of the 90 that you had. Oh, now no. it's like you probably have... 70 75 guys that are legit nfl players that you got to try to narrow it down and pick the best 53 that's an extremely tough decision to be made to made but it's a hell of a spot to be in this is where you want to be and you want your guys that you have to release to go play for other teams that tells you a lot about the guys you're bringing in the competition and, and the roster building that uh, brad holmes and dan campbell have been able to do yeah, you want to talk about the quality of roster. It, the fact that we're sitting here on the very last day of cuts and talking about a guy that had three sacks in the first game, one in the second, uh, you know, in, in terms of Julian Okora, had a really good preseason. Yet, you know, he's probably the seventh guy, maybe the eighth guy as an edge rusher. And you would hate, you know, we always say you can never have too much pass rush. Well, yeah. Apparently they do. <laughs> well, and Romeo Cora too. I mean, yeah. you know, we were kind of talking about it during the broadcast of the game last week, and, you know, he this is a guy that played pretty much every snap. I mean, he played until late in the game. I think the last couple drives they had a couple guys in there, but you're looking at that and you're saying, man, like, okay, is he coming off of an injury that the coaches just, they kind of need to see a little bit more, trying to work him back, um, or is he a guy that's really in jeopardy of, you know, them moving on from? And... I kind of started leaning towards the same boat as Julian O'Quara, right? Because last year we saw guys like Charles Harris go out with injury. He didn't yeah. play a bunch. He did. He hasn't played this preseason. He's listed with the number ones, the starters. He's a veteran. Like they're they're like you're good, man. So obviously, uh, you know something else there is going on with Romeo. But you're right. I mean, this is two years ago. Those were guys that were we were counting on being every down players. Now these are guys that you're saying. It might not even be able to fit into the depth because that's how much better you've been able to build this roster and bring in other guys uh, that can contribute and just honestly be a little bit more reliable. I think it, it says a lot about just how far they've come in the last couple of years. I'm probably most disappointed that we didn't see more of the rookies uh, during these preseason games. I think Sam Laporta could have benefited from getting more reps. Yeah. Uh, even though I really liked what I saw from Brian Branch, I think there is, there's a learning curve. And I would rather that be, even though there's a risk of injury in the first three preseason games than it would be in Kansas City. Now, I know coming from Alabama, and he talked about being pro-ready, you could be as pro-ready as you want, but you and I both know it's it, there's a wake-up call when, yeah. that, when, that, when that first ball is kicked off. But a guy that did get a lot of reps, and, and I do want to talk a little bit about 
guys that are actually on the roster that we believe will be on the roster and some starting positions that will be decided over the next week. After watching Jack Campbell and Derek Barnes in the preseason, who do you think's the better linebacker? Who, if you were if you were the linebackers coach, if you're Dan Campbell and you're putting together that starting eleven on defense, now I get don't come at Weebu with you know personnel groups and you know location on the field when they get the first right. defensive snap, but Anzalone, I think we all believe is probably going to be out there to start the season. Who's the other linebacker that's standing next to him? As of right now, I think it would be Derek Barnes, and I don't think that's. That's not a knock on Jack Campbell. I just think that Derek Barnes has um, been different this year. You know, like he's we in a good way, to, yeah, in a good way, right? He's um, he's standing out. I mean, the meetings I talk with, you know, Kelvin Shepard all the time, and he just they, they can't say enough good things about Derek Barnes. Uh, just the training camp that he's had, the leadership that he's starting to take over the competition. Obviously, with Rodrigo and Anzalone, and you draft a first round guy, sometimes you get guys that that can fold. You know, they see yeah. the writing on the, or they think they see the writing on the wall, and they say, "Well, you know, f this. They're gonna. This guy's a first round pick. He's gonna play." They shut down a little bit. Uh, Derek Barnes, it seems like, has done the opposite. I mean, he's been extremely impressive, and even the little limited game action that we've seen. Uh, you know, I think he played a little bit there, Giants. I think a little bit against Jacksonville, not much, but um, looked really, really good. And uh, I don't want that to be a storyline that oh, Jack Campbell couldn't beat out Derek Barnes. Um, you know, because everybody's kind of thinking of the old Derek Barnes that was a liability at times for that defense. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes Derek Barnes has gotten better, man. And I do think that there's still going to be a component to. Coach talks about it all the time. There's a difference between practice and games, right? I don't care how good you look in practice, making every play, right, making every tackle, being in every perfect position. If you're not doing it in the games, it's not going to matter. So I'm not. I'm not trying to say that I think Derek Barnes is going to be on a short leash, but I think all those linebackers they 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 talk all the time. They feel like they have four legit starting NFL linebackers in that room. I think they're, they're not going to hesitate that if Derek Barnes or if Anzalone uh, have a couple bad plays, miss a couple tackles, they're not going to hesitate to change those guys in and out um, based off of, you know, that they don't have anybody behind them. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's going to be a short leash for Derek Barnes, but I wouldn't be surprised that if, you know, we start to see some of those old bad habits, uh, pop up on film and pop up in the games again that they're not going to hesitate to throw Jack Campbell in there. Uh, that's a position group that has probably come the longest way in the past year because that was one of the liabilities on that defense uh, most of last year, the year before, and uh, to be able to build the depth and build the competition in there, I think they really feel good about uh, whatever two guys they go with. It's probably going to be Anzalone and Barnes, at least to start the season. But if they have to go to Rodrigo and Jack Campbell, I don't think there's going to be a drop-off. So we're going to get a chance to talk more about the matchup between Kansas City and Detroit in in the next, what, eight, nine days because uh, we're only nine days away from the first game. And we'll talk more about the final roster as it becomes clearer um, after, you know, today is finally over. But just a little teaser for that Kansas City game. I do want to get into this. Chris Jones, their stud, all-pro defensive lineman, is still not signed. He is still not practicing with the team. Even if we heard news today that he was, they came to an agreement, he was signed, he's going to be on the practice field tomorrow, which is Wednesday. It is one week away from the actual game. 
How effective, how many plays do you think Chris Jones could be effective one week out if if we find out that he is back today? Yeah, as a veteran, um, you know, I'm sure that they would probably limit his action a little bit um, throughout practice, right? They're, they're going to come in. Obviously, you would have to evaluate the guy. Hey, let's, you know, see what kind of shape he's in. Let's see the workload he can handle. But as a guy that's a veteran in this league, I mean, if he came back at any point over the next three or four days, I would expect to see a, a lot of him on Thursday you night. Think so? I you think so? Even oh, though he hasn't been practicing, there's, I, just, I mean, there's a difference between football shape and just being in you know good weight room and you yeah, know, running shape. He is, he is the engine that makes that defense go. I you understand. Know, they, that. They, That's <laughs> why I'm asking the question because if if that engine is at 50, percent so say he normally out of 75 plays, maybe he gets. 55 plays, but instead of being out there for 55 because he's just not physically, aerobically ready to do that, if he's out there for 20 plays, 25 plays, now they may be effective plays, Yeah, but there's other there's other moments that the Lions could attack this defense that he's not going to be out there, not going to be available. Sure. No, I get that. And look, I, I think he is underpaid. I think Kelsey and Mahomes are underpaid too, and they should probably sit out as well. I wouldn't complain about that. <laughs> <laughs> they might want to start renegotiating Hell, for that matter, as well. I think Andy Reid's underpaid. <laughs> they, should all start, should they should all start renegotiating this week. Uh-huh. Um, but look, they if you're Kansas City, you go, okay, what are we supposed to do? Play Danny Shelton for 70 plays? You know, another Daniel Wise? I mean, <laughs> I can't no, even heard of some okay. of these guys. Keandre Colburn, a rookie. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they, They've got rookies. He, no, I get that. But They've if, got if, second-year players. Chris Jones is that player, though, that you know you need to have on the field. And look, like you said, no, if his normal snap count is, you know, 85, 90 percent of what the, you know, he normally plays on defense, I wouldn't expect it to be maybe that high, but I would wouldn't expect it to be, you know, 10 or 20 plays. I would expect it to be somewhere in the middle, 60, 50 percent, 60 percent, you know, somewhere around there, which would be, I mean, that's not uncommon for defensive linemen and that's enough still enough for him to be a difference maker out there all it takes is one or two plays yeah. sometimes to go out there so um that'll be interesting man i don't it doesn't seem like there's doesn't seem any, like there's any any solution inside. Uh, that's, no that's a hypothetical I mean, right now that's not in favor of the lions if yeah. he were to sign today and if he were to be back at practice tomorrow it still doesn't sound like they're anywhere near. And he had mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Um, now, you know, they when asked the question on social media, yeah, when he he mentioned back. week eight. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I week mean, two is fine with me. Yeah, come back week two. Well, just come back when you play the rest of the NFC North, right? The yeah. Vikings. Well, week and three, the I think, is the Bears. <laughs> yeah. So well, I'm not really worried about the Bears yet, but <laughs> no, I mean, it's it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I'll tell you what. I I heard somebody say like, "Well, I don't want to beat the Chiefs." You know, because they're missing guys. It's like bullshit. I don't give a hell who you're missing. If we're missing guys, nobody's feeling bad for us, right? Go, hey, you play who you play, when you play them, whoever uh-huh. they got. I don't give a shit who's on that field, man. I want to beat them. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll take any win I can in this league. Yeah, I mean, we, you, if you're looking at the injury list, all right, Chris Jones, obviously the biggest one that the, that is on the Lions' radar right now, but one that could be a you know uh, have an effect in week two is Jackson Smith and Jigma. I understand rookie, but when you have the three receivers that they have. And he's one of them. If he's not available, again, it doesn't. I don't care if you're at full strength, if you're at half strength, if you're at you know twenty five percent. 
It's whenever you play them because the Lions are going to have injuries. How many times have we talked about the last couple of years? All right, Frank Rag now two years ago, he's out. All right, the offensive line's not at full strength. Yeah. You still have to go out there and play. Right. Uh, we lost Vitae for the majority of last year. All right. And, and, you know, Taylor Decker two years ago. Like, this is the first chance. We're not there yet because Taylor Decker got hurt in practice two years ago that we could possibly see this starting offensive line go out there and play. That's a positive. Like, we're looking for things that are happening in the Lions' favors. Healthy, that's a positive. Chris Jones not playing for the Lions, that's a positive. Jackson Smith and Jigba, week two, not playing, that's a positive. Yeah, and it's part of the league. Like you said, we're going to have games where we're going to be missing a couple guys. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Nobody's going to apologize, right? You still got to go out there and play. So I don't give a damn who lines up. Uh you go, your point is to go out there and try to win the game, yeah. man. And you, we talked about it. We'll talk about it more uh, next week, too. But, man, what a great opportunity to open the season Thursday night football, oh. to go out there in front of the world, and there's nowhere to hide. And I'll no. tell you, I'm I'm going to try not to overreact uh, after that game Thursday. If they lose a close game, I'm not going to write this team off and say, you know, oh, well, you know, they're not ready. But I'll tell you what, if they go out there and beat Kansas City's ass, I'm definitely going to crown them, you know, NFC champions for sure. So I'm going to do my best not to overreact. <laughs> I'm with you. I already picked them to win week one, so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy for me. But uh, when we finally learn who is going to be on the 53, we're going to make sure that we get a chance to analyze that, what it means for the season coming up. The Lions will kick off in Kansas City if you've had your head in the dirt. Uh, they will kick the, the NFL season off next Thursday night, September 7, in Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. We'll make sure to give you a preview of that game. As many times as we get a chance to put these out, we will, uh, leading up to that first game. So stick with us for all your Lions information right here on Necessary Roughness.